Hello. Hope you're having a wonderful long weekend. Yeah, shouts out the vets. Shouts out you if you're listening. We're 18 deep, baby. We are of legal age. Get some backwoods. Get some ciggies. A little camel crush. I don't judge, all right? If you're with us at this point, you've stuck with us. I love you. Tell your friends. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Every Sunday, new episode. This is, uh, I got a, I got a real blazer for you here, boys. Um, we got Matt on the show. Lots happened this week. Abuse, assaults, aliens. It's all there. It's on the plate, boys. We got a charcuterie board of retardation. And to start, just really heartbreaking, honestly. Marcelo Zuna of my Braves. Uh, outfielder, multiple-time All-Star, really good player. Was just given a four-year, $65 million contract. The Braves went all the way deep into the playoffs. They were one game from the World Series, and they figured bringing Marcel back after he had a career year with the team, let's keep the continuity, right? Push us over the edge. Well, that hasn't happened. The Braves have yet to be even at 500 this year. They're in a tough NL East division in baseball, but they're struggling. Marcelo Zuna, also struggling, was barely hitting over 200. And in a series against Boston, the Red Sox, this month he was rounding third base and he fell like a boob, broke his fingers. He's on the DL 60 days. So I'm sure he's got some pent up emotion. And this past week, he let it out on his wife. Uh, This is a player that has power to all fields, and he utilized that against Genesis. Now, that is not a Hyundai. That is not a vehicle. That is his wife. That is her name. He actually hit her in public uh, with his casted arm. He also proceeded to, quote-unquote, strangle her. Now, with these domestic instances, you got to look at both parties, right? It's a he said, she said. And Genesis herself, she's got a rap sheet. Color me surprised. But last year, also in Georgia, when Marcel was new to the Braves, they had a spat in which Genesis threw a soap dish at Marcel, hit him in the face, cut him, laceration, needed stitches, and he pressed charges against Genesis. She did a bit. So you're talking about two actors here that potentially, you know, could have caused it. However, the witnesses to this crime over this past week here in Sandy Springs, Georgia, to what Marcel did, were police officers. Fisticuffs with women, just in public. The Braves have yet to comment. They're going to wait until the event investigation has been fully completed. Marcelo Zuna is being held at the county jail without bond until his court hearing on Monday, which is Memorial Day. What sucks for the Braves is baseball's fully guaranteed contracts. So this can happen and you're kind of on the hook for it, right? You can blow out your knee. You can get in a motorcycle accident. You can do a bunch of cocaine. But either way, that money is coming to you. However, because of the felony charges implied and that are on the books outstanding against Marcel, the Braves are looking to get out and void all of the remaining $64 million of guaranteed money in his contract. So look out for that. And this is just the start to the explosive week we got. And like I said, we have Matt on. Thank you for sticking with us. We're going to get into it. Yeah, so 
Hello, everybody. I'm joined again by Matt, and we're going to get right into it. No pretentious intro. Matt, why don't you go ahead and just just vent to me, buddy, because a lot has been going on this week. Well, let's start off with Tristan Jarry. What the fuck was that? I can't now, believe it came true. Tristan Jarry, for everybody that doesn't know, is the starting goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And to the casual fan, I don't follow the team as much as Matt does, obviously. But they were a good team. They got bounced this week from the first round. A lot of the games went to overtime. But to me, from what I saw, goaltending lets you down. Is that a good assessment of what happened? Uh, yeah, you can fairly say Jerry lost probably three of those games out of the four. Three of the four. That is 75% people. And Matt, you watched all those games, correct? I did. Yeah, he, he watched all of them. Okay, so I'm going to take your word for it that this man is a bum. Now, his first name is Tristan, correct? What the fuck is that? I don't know. It's a millennial name, I guess. Is it? It's the name of a loser. Okay. All right. That got dark. He may listen to this at one point. And if he does, he would does. you like to ad- Yeah, would you like to address Tristan? I'll, I'll give you the floor here. Yeah. Um That was terrible. Okay. First of all, you give away game 5, literally give it away by sending a pass up the middle of the ice right at a fucking Islander who then beats you to win in overtime. And we're already questioning your ability. Well, let's be honest. We questioned his ability in game one. For those of you loyal fans that listen every week, God bless you. Um, I said after, during game one, Casey DeSmith getting hurt may be the reason the Penguins get bounced early. And holy shit, it happened. That's exactly what happened. And I think also, too, which I'm going to just piggy on back here to your misery. Now the Penguins are at a crossroads as an organization. The A lot of the money is invested into veterans in their mid-30s, right? You got Malkin, you have Sidney Crosby. And what the fuck do you do? Getting bounced in the first round obviously isn't a proof of a concept with this team. You can make the argument that they need more, and they're not going to get it from guys that are only getting fucking older. So a little bit of an existential crisis going on for uh, any Penguins fans out there. I think, you know, we'll, we'll keep you tapped into what's going on, but... Obviously, Matt was a little bit fired up about that. I figured we'd give you that right off the bat. Now, do you have any other... I think... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, what's frustrating about this exit is this is probably the best Penguins team they've had since the Cup years from 2015 and 16. And fucking goaltending is what killed them. At the time, getting rid of Marc-Andre Fleury was the right call. Any GM would have made that decision to keep Murray. He was he was old, he was paid, right? Matt Murray was young. So Marc-Andre Fleury, very successful right now, goaltender out in Las Vegas. Yeah. Really like the captain of that team. They're an expansion team. And when Pittsburgh came tasked to protect their players a few years ago when Vegas originally was incorporated into the league, they did not protect Marc-Andre Fleury, which Matt's touching on, which again at the time nobody like fist bump, bro. Good shit. He's like 36, right? He's French. You know their eyes go early. And he ran his stay. He got his ships. Even you as a loyal fan understood, like, hey, it is what it is. But now looking back, obviously, with hindsight being 2020, you missed the flower. It's, I am just speechless right now. You yeah. sent me the, the text in the chat. 
I mean, the corner of the thing gone. And this looked like some well-crafted Amish-type, middle America, you know, calloused hands work. And he didn't appreciate that. No, he didn't. He did not. Now, why is this this specifically sentimental? uh, Caitlin's parents just gave it to us literally maybe a month ago. So we haven't even had it that long. And this is after he also decided to chew on the leg of our uh, pretty brand new dining room table not long ago. So he is just going in onto my wow. shit list more frequently. Yeah, he's being a real... You know what? As his uncle here, on a step in? You know, you're being a real asshole, okay? I mean, you know, Matt slaves in that yard for, for sometimes six to eight legitimate hours... And do you care? No. Do you say thank you? No, you don't even talk. And all you do is bite things, right? So let's have a little bit of introspection on this long, wonderful weekend. Shouts out Memorial Day. Shouts out anybody that like was in a hole eating MREs for a while. So I have the right to sit here and criticize our government on a fucking, you know, fledgling podcast. You know, we love you. Thank you. Um... Yeah, Vito thanks you as well. Even though he is an asshole, he does recognize the troops, and he has some respect, even at this young age. Um, so yeah, so Vito's on the shit list. I guess this is becoming a new behavior for him. This has got to be... It's really on you how you respond, dude. Ball's in your court. I don't respond well. So are you guys talking right now? Uh, no, we're, we are not on speaking terms. Now, have you? Are, yeah, is he is he in a kennel somewhere? I assume locked up. Yep, he's in his cage right now. Okay. Well, at that point, we're not going to down the show anymore. We started with some real depressing stuff. As everyone knows, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're blowing up. All right, the push to fifty views concurrent per episode—that's what we're doing here, right? And we're we've already gone international. Me and Matt already had our moment. You know, we we popped the champagne. Right, we're winning, okay. Um, so, to, so kind of to touch to that, to our international viewers, you out there with an accent that I probably don't like, Matt's got a segment for you. So, what happened this weekend concerning the Champions League title? Champions League final was Saturday, and we had an all England final between Man City and Chelsea. My boys. Chelsea FC have claimed the said title against Pep. Fuck you. 1-0. Shut out the best team. It probably in the world, not even England. After I do Man like City, saying just won the Premier League. I do like how you say nil. Big fan of nil. You know, let's start incorporating nil into other things here, you know, domestically. You know, I just feel like it flavors. I feel cultured. You know, it's like getting a a beer at a restaurant that, you know, maybe a Stella. Something a little classy. It's like, you know, it's the same shit, right? Like, it's a Bud Light. I'm with it. Either way, I still think they're owned by, like, Anheuser-Busch. However, Chelsea is classy. You know, it's a brand that even me as a casual, I do know who they are. Prototypical Chelsea, at least under uh, Thomas Tuchel, after the sacking of Frank Lampard, who was just horrendously underachieving this season. After opening up the wallet, spending 220 mil 
in the transfer window last summer. Gets sacked, end of January. Thomas Tuchel comes in, turns Chelsea around. Super defensive team. A little concerning for their firepower to pretty much only win their games 1-0, 2-0. They should have been scoring more, but we just won the Champions League. I'm not going to complain. Shout out. And they focused, and I guess they decided to focus on the, you know, that's really, I guess, what differentiated them. So you guys fired your coach like this year and got a new coach and then won the entire ship? Yes, and that's exactly what happened in 2012, the last time Chelsea won the Champions League. And you spent 220 mil. Is that like on free agency type shit, or is that including the, the cost for the coach? Uh, no, that's basically free agency, um, except for those soccer fans out there. Obviously, you know the transfer window. That is, It's free agency, but it's not free agency. You're literally paying the team that that player is on to steal their player away. Okay, that's so that's exactly like for the rights to the player. Yes. That's pretty cool. And um, then you still have to negotiate with the player on their new contract. Also, I'm looking on Google right now. They got great jerseys. Man City also had really good jerseys. I'm tempted to buy one of theirs because that would just that, that would make you upset. It um, would make me upset, but you know what? I'm not going to be. Um, shout out to my cousin Graham who is a City fan. Unfortunately, he texted me yes, uh, yesterday, probably in like literally the third minute of the game, and asked if I wanted to place a little wager on said game. His recommendation was a nice $20 piece on the winner. So stole $20 from him. Also hit both of my bets. Yeah, Graham, you hear that? We, we got your $20 now, Graham. How about that? Phil Mickelson, the lefty, hanging dong, 50 years old. He's the oldest winner of a PGA major championship in 161 years. He won this or this last Sunday um, the PGA championship. It is his sixth major. Um, yeah, I don't even fucking know. It was in Kauaia Island. Is that right? Yep. And from what I understand, he closed with a one over, and he still won by two shots. Brooks Kepka was right behind him. He, he's, he's a boomer, but it was cool to see because my Grammy really likes him. He's got a pure swing. You know, he's good for the game. His wife is definitely out of his league. Um. And he said that it means a lot to him. So he said, quote, this is an incredible feeling because I believed it was possible, but everything was saying it wasn't. And he really did, right? Did anyone even think this dude was going to do it? Oh, God, no. Uh, sports books <laughs> definitely took a hit on this because I'm pretty sure going into the tournament, Phil was like 50 to 1. Damn. Yeah, Tiger Woods even tweeted from his feet. Or not from his feet. Whatever he didn't absolutely destroy in that car accident where he claims he wasn't drunk. Uh, he tweeted to Phil Milkison, truly inspirational to see doing it again at 50 years of age. Congrats. It's a little bit of an underhanded uh, compliment, but like, Tiger, fucking relax, buddy. I would literally be like, you want to go for a run? Oh, God. Uh, it was cool to see, even though he got mobbed on the 18th fairway. 
from the gallery. I don't know how the hell you let that happen, especially in a major tournament. That was pretty bad. So before he even claimed it or really won it, they like ran up to him and tried touching him and shit. Yeah. So after him and Brooks hit their approach shots, uh, they were walking up to the green and they had the fans uh, pretty much swarming. Like you couldn't even see Phil. And Brooks was pretty pissed off about that in his, which yeah, I can't really blame him. The same though, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, you know, you're going to lose. So yeah, Brooks Kepka, just fucking get over it, buddy. Let Phil Except, have his time in the light. You're literally yoked in like 27. Like you're going to win again. It's fine. And he's got the, uh, the rivalry now with Bryson after the clip of that came out, which just totally made my week. That was correct. He he rolled his hilarious. eyes like a fucking like a mid nineteen forties housewife, you know, when the husband comes home. Like he really did not like Bryson. Now what's their beef? Um I forget what started it. It's been going on for a, a while, I think, after Bryson started taking steroids and getting jacked and but Okay. All right. I, I, Is that... Well, I personally don't like Bryson. I think he's a little bitch. He just, I, I just cheer for his downfall, to be honest, because he's just really annoying to me. Now, Tom Watson, who also my Grammy loves, and we're very, she's specifically 100% Scottish. So Tom Watson came close in Turnberry in 09 at 59 uh, years of age. But again, like Phil doing eight at 50 is pretty dope. You know, a lot of people at that age are out there playing pickleball at the Y. And they probably worked in a factory and actually did some tangible shit for this country. So, you know what? Appreciate you, dog. Just to take a back step here. The beef between Bryson and Kepka started in 2019 when uh, there were a couple of players, but mostly Kepka was critical of Bryson for his notoriously slow play. Yeah, what a little bitch. Who gives a shit how long someone takes to play? Just fucking play. Like it's who cares? Do you even golf? No, but who gives a shit? It's no, it's really annoying. And it's at the you professional level, like forever. have some class. It's not like it's some bum. It's not like it's me and you where I'm taking a half hour and then I shank it into the trees. But like it's somebody right. I would never play with you again. Right. But but again, we're not there. We're two idiots. We're not professionals who have a process. Like, who are you to fuck with that? You know what I mean? Dude, maybe we got a fist fight over this. I don't think we agree. It's fine. I'll beat the shit out of you. I'm trained. <laughs> All right, bitch. Yeah, you do go to two days a week of boxing, so. I do. I'll kill you. All right, that got dark. Also, as I'm editing, like, yes. Uh, we do realize the NBA playoffs are going on. I don't care. I know Matt doesn't care. Hopefully you don't care either. Tons of people, right? Tons of diversity in our audience. The NBA is whack. Nobody cares. LeBron's going to win. Space Jam 2 will suck, et cetera, et cetera. What is interesting though, Tim Tebow, not really a topic, just more of a sequitur we got here. Again, buzzword of the week. He's looking yoked. Number 8-5, former quarterback, was signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And mini camps are starting all over the league. They start early specifically as well for organizations that are bringing in a new coaching staff. So Jacksonville Jaguars signed Urban Meyer, 
Hall of Fame college coach to be their guy moving forward. Because of that, we're seeing Tim Tebow on Twitter catching passes. He definitely still has the fear of God in him. You can tell that, you know, from the size of this man's quads. He has not skipped a day in the gym. And I hope he makes the team. It's going to bring a lot of eyes. I mean, there's no other league, I think, where every team justifiably you can make an argument to watch on Sundays. And the NFL does it. You know, Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that place is dirty. They just had a shooting. You know, it's Florida's Hep C city. Nope. They got Trevor Lawrence and they got Tim Tebow. So how about that? Okay. So I, me and Matt just, this is getting dark. There's a rift between the hosts right now. I personally, Maravie's Town on HBO, the finale is, when you're hearing this, when it goes live on the Lord's Day, Sunday, the finale of the show. And I personally, you know, we're talking about it. He's all excited. You know, he's sitting there. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care because everything already happened. It's just an episode to wrap everything up and to gloat. No, everything did not happen. Yes, it did. No, we already. <laughs> we still Dude, don't we... have confirmation on who killed. What's her ass? We don't have confirmation on who the baby daddy is. We don't know what the fuck. The baby daddy is Bobby. The one with the beard that left early and didn't drink his rolling rock. Okay, yes. That guy. Yeah, he's because he stayed in the same room and they have that necklace with the date. What do you mean, no? No. Billy, first of all, get the fucking names right. John is the father. Billy no, tried to cover Billy. up for him. no, no. Billy killed her, but John is the father. Book it. Okay, so then either way, wow, oh wow, the one incels the dad and the other incels the killer. Like we already know, you don't know what DJ's yes, involved, but he could have fucking killed her. And Mare is already there. The episode ends where she's there with a gun. You know she's gonna kill them. Or whatever, you know, there's going to be a dramatic thing or whatever. Like, oh my God, like she might get shot, but she's going to live. And that's it. And she'll cry about her son who's who killed himself because he's a piece of shit drug addict. How dare you disrespect Colin like this? Now, um, overall, it is a great show. But yeah, Colin, Colin, whatever the fuck his name was. What actor is that? He did a great job. Really the... Evan Peters, the younger, you know, kind of doe-eyed Bambi detective, gets his fucking head blown off in episode five, I believe. And at that point, that's where yep. the show peaks. Once once that shit happens and the dust settles from that episode, to me, the show's over. Like, I got what I needed to out of it. But it was great. It was, it was kind of weird to see Evan Peters in, like, a normal person role, though, because... Me and my wife were used to seeing him on American Horror Story where he just plays some fucked up characters. So Yeah, all of, all of a sudden you're waiting for him when he has coffee in the morning to just look at the camera and be like, It has poison or something like that. Yeah, but, like yeah, he that... just like he just butchers his mother. Yeah, who is a sweet woman? And she she goddamn she pimp slapped Mare when oh, she went yeah. to apologize. Twice. Yeah, she did. I think it was one side of the face, and then again with yep. the other side of the face. She um, left no doubt on that. Yeah, it was classified probably as assault. Marcelo Zuna would be happy. 
Marcel might have some technique complaints there, but he probably signed off on it. Marcel used the cast. So if we're talking about like tier listing, yeah, obviously Marcel's more impressive. However, it was a good slap, you know, and I, and I love to see that. I love to see kind of the norms that you think are going to happen in a show not happen. People die, heads blown off, you know, kids in a river. Oh my God. I don't know. It's just that murder mystery. It, it's good. It's what HBO does well. And, uh, yeah. It's a good show. Um, John Cena, I guess, is a boob, and uh, Matt's going to tell us why. So go ahead, buddy. Uh, so John Cena was, I believe, promoting one of his upcoming movies, and he, God forbid, he called Taiwan a country. Is it like a city-state? But they have like their own laws, though. It's it's a really fucking weird situation. Is Hong Kong in Taiwan? Is Hong Kong its own thing as well? I America's educational system. I'm not all up to date on the fucking whole Taiwan situation, but all right, Hong Kong. Yeah, he, he was promoting his the Fast and Furious Nine movie. And then called Taiwan a country, and then ended up posting a apology on Twitter in Chinese, apologizing to the Chinese people for calling Taiwan a country. It's pretty crazy. Um, so I went on Google Maps, and it has blown my tits off. So Hong Kong is just its own kind of city-state outside of Shenzhen in Guangdong, right? So that's in mainland China, but basic-ass China. It's just it's a port city. It's very progressive. Right, we've heard about them in the news. Okay, boom. Taiwan is its own island. It's pretty big, too, and it's off the east coast of mainland China. It's, again, pretty fucking big. And they, I guess, aren't a state, but they're officially a republic of China. Um, I, don't even, I don't even fucking understand. I don't even think John Cena made it, maybe was even wrong. He wasn't wrong. I mean, Taiwan is technically a country, but the Chinese people consider Taiwan like their province, I guess you'd say. It's part of their territory, in their opinion. Very offensive. And he, like Matt said, put up this apologetic from the heart. I mean, this was almost... Dude, it was a tearjerker for me watching this thing. To have a 44-year-old man in, uh, in like portrait mode selfie video apologizing to the people of Taiwan in Mandarin. Like, not even hesitating at all. Uh, Totally didn't break the simulation for me. I mean, this is normal shit. He was quoted as saying, I must say right now, it's very, 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 very important. I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very, very sorry for my mistake, end quote. Um, yeah, this is creepy. Totally doesn't have any weird implications for the future of geopolitics. Uh, Cena himself is over 600,000 followers. So from the perspective of, of the company, right, of the product that he's promoting, kind of put his foot in his mouth, I guess, to almost half a million people. But I don't even... Dude, this is, this is pretty crazy to me as well, because 
this isn't even like his breakthrough moment. You know, he's not even selling himself out to like get over the hump. Like John Cena has made it, bro. Like he's worth 50 mil. Like this is just to pay for another Mercedes. And, you know, he's selling himself out in a sense to, I mean, if he said that, then he meant it. So stand behind it, John. Buddy. What? You can't Um, have the movie get kicked out of the China movie theaters. And again, he's doing this for Fast and Furious 11. Like, really, bro? That's what, really? This is it? This is going to put you over the top? Fast and Furious 11? How like, like fuck off. Fucking movies. Because a lot of people watch them. Well, give it up. I haven't watched one since probably like the fifth. Paul Walker's dead. Once Paul Walker died, I mean, it's just dead. He's dead. The thing's dead. And John Cena, I mean, to me, you're dead now. So how about that, buddy? Now, China overall, I mean, I kind of get it. They are the world's second largest film market. Um, Universal franchise, they kicked off a massive $162 million uh, marketing scheme to eight markets, including China, Korea, and Hong Kong, because ticket sales there are finally going back on sale since COVID hit. Which, at this point... If you're still like, you know, doing a lot of these precautions and stuff, if China is allowing people to go back to a movie theater, I think we need to relax a little bit, right? Like it's okay to have a barbecue again. Plan on having a barbecue? What are you going to make? I haven't decided yet. Maybe some ribs. And at what temp are you pulling those ribs off? Thankfully for ribs, you really don't, well, you kind of can't. Somebody has a gun to your head and they say, bro... What fucking temp are you pulling these ribs out at, bro, or else everybody's getting it? What do you say? I say that person doesn't know their goddamn barbecue because you can't put a goddamn meat probe in ribs. What's stalling, Matt? What temp? Let me do my 3-2-1 method, and then after six hours, you can enjoy some ribs. Okay. So you're not even saying temp. You're just saying a length of time. Yes. It's consistent every time. 60% of the time, it works every time. Damn straight. Yeah, me and Matt, we're we're firing off hot takes right now, and everybody's getting it, all right? I mean, Matt said himself he's upset. Apparently, just lost a bet at some IndyCar race. I mean, we might have to talk about Matt's gambling problem here in the coming weeks um, because it's getting strange, frankly, what you're putting your money on. And the success isn't always there. Okay, moving on. We're going to talk about Joe Biden, uh, leader of the free world. And this man, so he was at a Virginia military base. I mean, this is so absurd. I can't even, there's no sequitur. He was in front of like a bunch of colonels, respected military people here on Memorial Day weekend. He was specifically speaking at Joint Base Langley Eustis, which is in Hampton, Virginia. And he just went on a tangent which he is prone to do. I don't know why. And he was quoted as saying, I love those barrettes in your hair, man. I tell you what. Look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there like a lady with her legs crossed. Now, the girl that he is talking about is five. She is a five-year-old. She's five. The person is five, Matt. Like five years. Not a dog. Not 35 because of the seven rule, right? Seven to, no, like five, like a toddler. 
So how does that make you feel? Are you proud to be an American when that happens? Oh, good Lord. Uh, first of all, he's, he called her man, so he should be canceled for that. I mean, at least he didn't sniff her. Have you heard that? Do you want to play it? Because, you know, I, I don't want to take anything he said out of context here, obviously. You know what? I haven't actually seen the video of it. Adam. Why don't you play it? Too. Oh, God. We can Stand obviously by. edit this thing to get it all nice. And we'll, we'll do that in post. We'll edit in post. It'll be nice and smooth. Just like your brain, if you're listening. We love you. That's that's just creepy. Right. Especially for the president to be like lording over your toddler child. It makes you feel uncomfortable to bring someone around. Makes you double check. Makes you think. Now, I feel bad for the hand sign interpreter that just like has to sit there on video in a blazer and go through this articulation of Joe Biden attempting to seduce a toddler at a fort and military base on Memorial Day weekend. Now, incoming president, really primed and polished politician, Kamala Harris, um, she came in to hit cleanup duty, bro. She slapped a double, right? She, she diverted attention away with a beautiful tweet, really signifying her appreciation for those of, who've fallen at the hands of perhaps terrorism or just fighting for our country abroad, potentially even supporting the rights of democracy or for, you know, bettering the expression of freedoms for people all over the, all over the globe. You know, maybe they were actually doing a good thing. Uh, she went ahead and tweeted, enjoy the long weekend. With a picture of herself. It was a picture of herself, and she's smiling. So. Do you feel like that's enough? Some context would be nice. Uh, Why is it a long weekend? She's got got pretty good teeth. You know, maybe that's the whole point of this. I think that's what we're supposed to take. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and and we'll go into the weekend here. Um, We'll put our heads on our pillows just reminding ourselves how grateful we are to be in this country and to go ahead and look at the vice president's teeth. Cause they, they are, you know, they're nice. Like they're like an eight out of 10. That's pretty good. In closing, Matt, you have anything you want to, you know, you want to talk to the people about maybe an update on veto update on your pool. Um, thrilled again that Chelsea comes out on top for Champions League. I become a fan for of soccer for one year and I, I, I really think I should get some sort of award from them because I think my support is what got them across the finish line. It really pushed them over, right? It was only one goal. Um, but it is Memorial Day weekend, so I hope everyone enjoys themselves to anyone that might be listening that is in the military or knows people in the military, I have huge respect for them. So um, let's enjoy the holiday weekend. Yeah, let's get fucked up. Maybe, you know, smash a white claw. Do something just American for once, all right? It's the one weekend of the year where we can all come together and just be retarded. I'm going to turn on Uh, my pellet grill for the vets. Yeah, pour a little out. For the vets, you know, hit a little fucking black raspberry white claw for the vets. You know, that's what we're doing here at the show. That's what peers, that's the stance that we have, right? Have some natter days. Let's get after it.
Yeah, maybe a PBR. It tastes like shit. But if you drink it, I mean, you're probably, you know, a man and an adult and work with your hands. So you'd probably beat me up. So I respect you, bro. Goodness gracious. That's a wrap. Uh, This episode's been fucking crazy. A lot has happened. Craziness going on. However, it is Memorial Day weekend. Thank you to the vets. Thank you if you're listening because, you know, we love you. The show's growing organically. Follow us on Instagram. We're on Apple and Spotify. Um, yes, my dog Bounty does love you. He had a good week too. No poops, like zero poops. Last thing I wanted to touch on quick as a topic, aliens are real. Uh, the Pentagon last week, they confirmed it. Those weirdos are floating around. So this is exciting. And I think we all collectively as an audience owe an apology to those crazies. The crazies, yes. Um the people that we ostracized that believe this. We laughed at them to their face, mainly, but also behind their back. And I am truly sorry for that because I guess these fuckers are real. Which is good to know. Gives me a little peace, a little clarity in my life. Big deal. Big, big deal. We'll be here next week. We'll be talking to you. Peace.